welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. And also Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And by the way, this is Kids Eat Freak Day at the uh, <laughs> Catholic Cafe. If you hear some kids in the background... The memo got out, didn't it? Yeah, well, no, it's really, it's just really vacation Bible school is also happening (laughs) at the same time. But we're going to go ahead and put some extra donuts out for all the kids. Uh, They're actually here specifically to hear this last show, a series of five, uh, part of a series of 20 shows on the rosary. That's our longest series ever, isn't it? Longest series ever, yeah. But we're going to do... You know how uh, the people out there are like, oh my gosh, thank you. It's over. I thought you Finally. were say thank you for the great content. No. <laughs> thank no. you that it's over. Well, that's bring okay. Bring you back into reality, man. Well, we are going to cut pe- people free here. We're just going to, you know, the fifth glorious mystery is what we're doing today. And we're it's talking a great about send-off. Yeah, the coronation of Mary, and that's going to be kind of cool uh, to kinda. do that. Yeah, it's going to be kind of cool. I, I just I'm um, excited. It's actually my, one of my favorite uh, mystery to pray. Uh, every single time I pray the uh, the the rosary, if I do the full rosary, I'm always excited to get to the fifth glorious mystery. And every time I pray the glorious mysteries, I'm always excited to get to the fifth glorious mystery. But also, you're a big Louis de Montfort guy. I am. I am. And so... I <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna don't, hold, don't hold back. I have to, a lot to say on this topic today. Hey, Tom, take the sugar donuts away from him. Oh I don't want him to get. I don't want him to get. Did I tell you about St. Louis de Montfort? No. He's wearing a Louis de Montfort T-shirt today too. That's really cool. Uh, anyway, it's like uh, okay. So let's get into this so that we can because uh, we have a lot to cover today. Yes. Uh, and but and I mentioned Louis de Montfort because we're going to talk about. Uh, what is it? Louis Marie Grignon de Montfort. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's from, great. from uh, he's a he's de a my French. foot is the, yes, is the yes. proper pronunciation. <laughs> uh, my foot, it is, uh, yeah. and he is uh, he is um, a sixteenth. Well, he's from the six, late sixteen hundreds, early seventeen hundreds. Yes, whatever century those are. You know, seventeenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth yes. centuries, yes, sure. or is it? I don't know. Doesn't matter because the, uh, he's one of those. And he's so been it's around a while. Five hundred years. We'll yes. just we'll just almost five four hundred years. So we're going to go there, uh, and uh, and a French priest, and uh, he had a very very beautiful devotion. Uh, he's probably the most Marian of the uh, of the you know all the church, um, you know the the great theologians and the great philosophers, the great priests, the great teachers, uh, and he was uh, overtly just. Uh, outwardly Marian in in all of his his uh, his dedication his beliefs uh, system everything about him is Marian and you know, what's so cool about him is if you read a little bit about him you find out that like from uh, from an early age yeah he had a great devotion to the Eucharist yeah right great devotion to Jesus uh, and entered like I, I they call it pre seminary whatever like at twelve right. years old right by the time he was nineteen. He was like he walked to Paris to study theology more to become a priest. And on his way, while he's walking to Paris, he gave away everything that he had. Wow! So I'm sure this naked guy shows up in Paris, France. <laughs> uh, and and uh, and what's so beautiful about that is is when you we, we you know a lot of our separated brothers and sisters 
who in these last two um, mysteries of the rosary, it's, they're Marian-focused. And, and, and uh, you know, talking about Mary with our, our separated brothers and sisters, our Protestant friends, is not always easy because that's a little difficult for them. Yeah. But it's, it's beautiful to note, like with Louis de Montfort, how um, his love for Jesus and his love for the Eucharist led him to open his heart to Mary, which then leads him more profoundly back to Eucharist and Jesus. And, and he was writing at a time uh, when people were turning away from Mary, uh, you know, in the Protestant Reformation and other uh, uh, movements away from uh, traditional Catholic che- teaching. Right. And, and he, in large part, was also responding to uh, that, but I think most of all, he was responding to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh, well, he was definitely open to the Holy Spirit. And, and he is the, the father of the 33-day devotion, um, which is a primary devotion for me. I mean, I had my reversion experience in October 2011, and November 5th, 2011, I began my th- first 33-day devotion after having read True Devotion to Mary. It changed my life then. It, it continued to have transformative impact on my life since. It remains, I would say, my primary devotion. And uh, and it also is the, uh, the, the, the primary motivation or inspiration behind the fruit that I've suggested for today's Yes, talk. we'll get that in a second. But I, I do want to point out that Sam is writing a book, and it's the 3300-day <laughs> Consecration. So he's like, he is like way in. He's way in on this. I actually believe it. <laughs> yeah. So with that said, let's start talking. We, we're gonna we're gonna read a few quotes from uh, Louis de Montfort. And, and by the way, and just to say, our, we did do an episode on the Queenship of Mary two years yes. ago, August twenty second, twenty twenty one. If someone wants a show about the biblical foundations for Mary's queenship it we, it's there and it's fully explained if you go to the catholiccafe.com and type in queenship uh, under the listener uh, under the listen uh, menu you'll find it and it, i highly recommend it i mean we put a lot of work into that show and I, and i think it was it was fruitful yes one of our better shows uh, to be sure and uh, and it explains a lot and we're going to but now we're going to talk about Let's just assume we all love Mary, yes, and we all uh, believe uh, Mary is the mother of God, and we believe all the dogmas. And if you don't, or if you're struggling, if you're a, a convert to Catholicism, or if you're thinking about it, you're and you're kind of hung up on the on the whole Mary thing, right? Um, just kind of open your heart uh, to the possibility, and just remember Louis de Montfort. I mean, pray to him. Yes, you know, ask for his intercession. He's a saint. He's a he's. He's there with Mary. And he's an active intercessor. I thank God for the, the intercession of St. Louis de Montfort in my life. Well, so one of the first things we'll, we'll just quote about him, uh, he, he says this. He says, Mary is the queen of heaven and earth by grace, as Jesus is king by nature and by conquest. That's a huge, that, that is so central, I think, to understanding the, the de Montfort picture of her queenship. Yeah, so, and, and 100%. And again, it, it starts to speak right to the heart of what we view about Mary. Yes. Right? That she is not the ultimate goal, right? And she's not even she's not the goal of worship because we don't worship Mary, right? But the more we venerate Mary, the more the closer we are to her son. Yes. Right? The closer we are to Jesus. And then when we see this, uh, that that she is the queen of heaven and earth by grace. In other words, yeah. it's not by her own accomplishments. Right. Uh, but Jesus is king by nature and by conquest, by yes. what he did and by who he is. Yes. Right. So Mary is not 
queen by nature and by conquest. Right. But she's powerful. Yes. Right. And, and, and so that's that's kind of we want to make sure people understand that because it's some people kind of get confused and start thinking like we worship Mary and we put. Right. But Mary is on a throne. Right. Uh, in, in a sense, because she is queen. She's wearing the tiara. <laughs> well, and God chose to bless. God is the source of all grace. So God chose to bless her in, her, in that way. God chose to bless her with the power uh, and, and sovereignty that comes with her queenship. And if anyone missed our last episode, we talked about the Immaculate Conception. We talked about uh, how the Immaculate Conception gives her the purest possible love for God. And, and I think that that can help. You might want to listen to the last episode if you missed it, uh, because that can also help put into perspective why she was made queen. Yeah, so and let's, let's read that whole quote. I started it. I want to read the whole quote. But um, Mary is the queen of heaven and earth by grace, as Jesus is king by nature and by conquest. But as the kingdom of Jesus Christ exists primarily in the heart or interior of man, according to the words of the gospel, the kingdom of God is within you. So the kingdom of the Blessed Virgin is principally in the interior of man, that is, in his soul. It is principally in souls that she is glorified with her son more than any visible creature. So we may call her, as the saints do, queen of our hearts. Right, so our, in our, within our heart, within our soul, there should be a throne. Yes. And Mary should be seated on that throne. She should be the queen of our heart's castle. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so it's like... Wow. And, and a lot a of couple people, of poets here. That's right. <laughs> and a lot of people don't necessarily think that way. They, 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 a lot of times... I, I, and I say that I'm not being judgmental because it's, it's been me, too, all through my early life, not really fully understanding who Mary is, who Mary was, who Mary is always to be, and, and seeing that connection between her queenship and her son's kingship. Um, you know... And, and then fully understanding the interplay there, um, it's not something that like I picked up immediately. Well, and one of the things that's important to remember about Mary is her message at the wedding of Cana: "Do whatever he tells you." Right? That's what she said to the stewards uh, to bring about the miracle of the wedding at Cana: "Do whatever Jesus tells you." And that's what she's also going to say is queen. Right? So if if Mary is queen of our hearts and she has that throne, uh, ultimately what she's asking, trying to do, is bring us into. Uh, greater uh, service of our Lord, right, and 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 greater devotion to our Lord. But it is an important point that if she's going to be queen of our hearts, that means that if we want to embrace her queenship, we mean we need to first let her be queen over us. If we want to embrace the que- kingship of Christ, we need to let Christ be king over us. We need to let them change us. It's easy to point at the rest of the world and wag our finger at all the things that are wrong in the world because there's a lot that's wrong with the world. But let us also point to ourselves and say, I have a lot to work on. Mm-hmm. Blessed Mother, Queen of our hearts, of my heart, please intercede to transform me and uh, help me bring in the kingdom of Christ. So as we pray this fifth mystery, um, Sam has selected a fruit, uh, which is a little complicated sounding, but it's not really, based on what we've talked about. And this fruit is the bold sovereign action. Notice sovereign action, right? Queenship. Bold sovereign action by our Blessed Mother's queenship in accordance with the intentions of her immaculate heart. So so saying that, helping people, again, understand keeping that, that beautiful balance, that very potent balance between Mary's queenship by grace and Jesus's kingship by nature and conquest and understanding that always 
Mary is leading us to her son. Yes. That Mary is beckoning us and interceding on our behalf and helping us. And that she has an authority of sorts because she's a queen to do that. Yes. But not by her nature, but by grace. And then we can call upon that. Yeah, because it's her queenship is by grace. We can lift up her sovereignty, her crown. We can, we can, we can make, we can pray, we can uh, to to, you know, increase basically to in the same way that you would pray for somebody. We want it. She gives. She's the mediatrix of all graces. She gives us grace. We want to give that grace back to her to exercise bold sovereign action by her queenship in accordance with whatever her heart might intend. And this is literally when I pray the fifth glorious mystery. This is what I pray. This is the fruit I pray every single time, and it's been that way for years, um, and and it has had a transformative impact on my life. And I look forward to it because I know from personal experience that when you invite our Blessed Mother in uh, to, to exercise her, her, her queenship with bold sovereign action, beautiful things happen, powerful things happen. So let's uh, let's let's delve deeper into this uh, this bold sovereign action, into this this queenship. Um, a little bit more, and we're going to do that with uh, with uh, some more uh, St. Louis de, de Montfort quotes, uh, because really, I'm not going to say he's the first one to understand this, but he, yeah. but he, but he really synthesized the church's teaching on Mary in such a profound way, and helped us to see maybe a new way to appreciate and understand uh, her her queenship and, and how that would benefit our lives and how that would lead us closer to her son. So here's another de Montfort quote. Such is the will of Almighty God, who exalts the humble, that the powers of heaven, earth, and hell, willingly or unwillingly, must obey the commands of the humble Virgin Mary. For God has made her queen of heaven and earth, leader of his armies, keeper of his treasures, dispenser of his graces, worker of his wonders, restorer of the human race, mediatrix on behalf of men, destroyer of his enemies, and faithful associate in his great works and triumphs. So see, that's like that. There's some serious power there. I mean, there's some serious authority. There's 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 serious hope for those in need. And we have an opportunity to join her army. We have an opportunity to join like her infantry, right? And and, and by offering up our prayers and sacrifice in support of her queenship. Yeah, and that's something that we should all want to do, especially uh, you know, seeing as we live in a in a in a world that seems to be. Leaning a little too far to the demonic, right? Oh, yeah, there's definitely a broken world. It's always been broken since uh, since the Garden of Eden. From that point forward, we're still in the middle of like all the ripples from that one little pebble in the middle of the the icy glass smooth pond yeah. of the Garden of Eden, and that little uh, pebble turned out to be this huge boulder of sin that's like really has broken the world, and we're still feeling the the repercussions of Adam's sin. Right, and yes. and, it's, and we so desperately need uh, something. Uh, it's Jesus that we need, certainly, because He was sent uh, to to redeem us. Right, but then when we understand fully, like what Mary can do, what Mary's army can do, yes, and why, um, like people like like if they're if they go to a scary movie and they go like, the devil really scares me. Well, he should, right. But at the same time, we should know and have hope. That there, there's a, there's a beautiful antidote to the devil. Well, and the thing is, is when we join her offensive team, right? We also benefit from her defense. We d- benefit from her protection. Saint Louis of Montfort also lay- lays out that uh, being under the protection of the Blessed Mother and our Queen—that's a powerful thing. 
Amen. So let, let's let's go on. There's there's another quote we want to do uh, from De Montfort. Um, Mary, the beloved mother of chosen souls, shelters them under her protecting wings as a hen does her chicks. She speaks to them, coming down to their level and accommodating herself to all their weaknesses. To ensure their safety from the hawk and vulture, she becomes their escort, surrounding them as an army in battle array. Could anyone surrounded by a well-ordered army of, say, a hundred thousand men fear his enemies? No. And still less would a faithful servant of Mary, protected on all sides by her imperial forces, fear his enemy. This powerful queen of heaven would sooner dispatch millions of angels to help one of her servants than have it said that a single faithful and trusting servant of hers had fallen victim to the malice, number, and power of his enemies. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that says it. And I, and I know that uh, there's a lot of people, especially Catholics in this day and age, we feel like the church is under attack, that just are wondering, like, what do we do? Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with praying to Jesus for asking for Jesus to, to, to come and empower you and to be, to be in your heart, to be in your soul. But he's like he's given us this gift of his mother. Yeah. Right. At, you know, at the foot of the cross, he gave his mother to St. John, but also to, to, to the church, to the world. Yes. And this is why. Right. Because she can, she can dispatch armies. Yes. Right. And, and I love this quote that De Montfort says that, that she would do this for one single faithful person. Yes. Right. Who trusts in her leading her to her son. Yes. Right. Again, this is, I always want to keep this clear. We are not worshiping Mary and she is not our salvation. She would readily admit, right? In, in fact, she calls her son her savior. Yes. Right. And, and St. Louis de Montfort himself says that compared to Jesus, Mary is nothing, not even an atom. Right. But that that's also kind of partly the point because it's, it's by her humility that she's greatly exalted. Right. And Mary's humility humiliate Satan like that's what makes her powerful in spiritual warfare right so so like yes of course I mean the devil and his minions they are creatures they all very well know that God uh, is 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 king and has absolute power right but it is a humiliation to Satan that they've given so much power to Mary our queen and by being queen of all creation it extends including over the demons you know literally over all of creation she can force any demon to their knees by her queenship. I want to quote from a little prayer that you, you found uh, that de Montfort um, wrote. It just says this. It says, it is your privilege to see God clearly. It is your privilege to enjoy heavenly bliss. It is your privilege to triumph gloriously in heaven at the right hand of thy son and to hold absolute sway over angels, men, and demons. It is your privilege to dispose of all the gifts of God just as thou willest. I mean, it's her privilege. Yes. Right? But she's, again, it's 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 balanced, matched, uh, perfected by her humility. Yes. Right? And that's, that's, and that's where her strength is. And, and in addition, I mean, by being queen of all creation also extends to, to the physics, like physics itself, like a storm um, or, or a black hole, you know, literally anything in the universe. She has, by her sovereignty, the ability to control um, and, and which is what, why it's so powerful to turn to her and, and, and ask her immaculate heart to triumph through her queenship. Now, if you stop and think about it, uh, like with her fiat and why we're so, we're, we're, we're so, um, 
we, we love her fiat. And the reason yes. why the, the church talks about, uh, talks about her saying yes is because essentially what that tells us is that God has basically entrusted everything. He entrusted the world's salvation, mm. all grace to Mary, mm. right? Because if she had said no, we'd all be in a world of hurt. Yes. But in her humility, she said yes, yes. right? And so God has entrusted everything to her and she's entrusted everything to God. And then when we like invite her to, when we enthrone her in our hearts, then we then participate in that sort of uh, that's that in that mutual entrusting. Yes, that fiat. That the fiat. We and we're, we our our fiat to Mary is a fiat to God and to Jesus. And so now we're doing all this work with her. We're in the army, right? I may have kitchen patrol. You know, I get it. I'm gonna be peeling <laughs> potatoes in that army, but that's okay. I'm at least in the army. And yeah. it's and it's and it's letting her be the queen and letting her be, take the lead. Like we have our prayer intentions as we navigate this difficult world, and it's good to have prayer intentions. But what something I like to do is, Mom, I'm gonna put these intentions in your hand. But I'm going to lift up the intentions of your immaculate heart. And you mentioned mom. You say mom. And I, I, again, as when's the last time you, you realized you? I mean, I, I get that some of these uh, the British royals, you know, having right. a mother as a queen, right? We don't normally experience that. But we have to remember: not only is she queen, she's also our mother, and, and loves so she's us. mom, yeah. and she loves us, and so she she knows what we need more than we know ourselves yes and so really just entrusting ourselves to her and saying look i'm not sure what i need i'm praying for this but really i just i need help in this area this situation and and that's like you know mom loves us and she wants us like to have what we need yes and so and she has the authority and the power given to her by grace to help us with that amen and again leading us uh to her son so back to the fruit bold sovereign action by our blessed mother's queenship in accordance with the intentions of her immaculate heart right and so we always have a, a scripture that we uh that we we like to read and this one is um this one I'm, I, we're going to kind of go through it pretty quickly here but because we're getting towards the end of the show but it's revel the, the revelation and and this part of revelation chapter 12 is where we see images of mary right and also, theologians will talk about these are images of Israel, you know, like birthing the Savior. Jesus came out of Israel. But there's a beautiful connection uh, with, with Mary as well. And you start, and you see in this, in this scripture, um, basically, she's fighting the devil, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but, but listen, the woman and the dragon, uh, chapter 12, a great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child and wailed aloud in pain as she labored to give birth. Then another sign appeared in the sky. It was a huge red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on its heads were seven diadems. Its tail swept away a third of the stars in the sky and hurled them down to the earth. Then the dragon stood before the woman about to give birth to devour her child when she gave birth. She gave birth to a son, a male child, destined to rule all the nations with an iron rod. Her child was caught up with God and his throne. The woman herself fled into the desert where she had a place prepared by God that there might be that there she might be taken care of for 1260 days. The war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels battled against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back, but they did not prevail, and there was no, no longer any place for them in heaven. The huge dragon, the ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world, was thrown down to earth, and its angels were thrown down with it. 
Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have salvation and power come, and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his anointed. For the accuser of our brothers is cast out, who accuses them before God day and night. They conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Love for life did not deter them from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great fury, for he knows he has but a short time. When the dragon saw that it had been thrown down to the earth, it pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle, so that she could fly to her place in the desert, where, far from the serpent, she was taken, taken care of for a year, two years, and a half year. The serpent, however, spewed a torrent of water out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with the current. But the earth helped the woman and opened its mouth and swallowed the flood that the dragon spewed out of its mouth. Then the dragon became angry with the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commandments and bear witness to Jesus. Now, there's a lot of, of wow, we can't right? sit and go through all this, but thinking about all the stuff we said about Mary being queen of heaven and earth and thinking about this image here, this is what Mary does for us. Yes. Right? She is defending us against the, the, the devil who wants to devour us. Yes. And, and if you look at the world right now, you see more than anything, this, this, this war being waged right now on the faithful, on the church, uh, against all holiness. Yes. Right, but Mary is there advocating for us, and she has an authority that's given to her by grace by God that we can call upon. And what did she come and say during the uh, Our Lady of Fatima apparitions? My immaculate heart will triumph, and we we are supporting that when we're praying for bold sovereign action by our, by our Blessed Mother's queenship in accordance with the intentions of her immaculate heart. Bold sovereign action, right? This is what Mary can accomplish if we only allow her to live in, on the throne in our hearts. Yes. That will lead us closer to her son. What a beautiful gift that is and what an opportunity. And so we need to invite Mary into our day-to-day -day lives. We need to look at uh, St. Louis de Montfort and look at these uh, the, the consecration of 33 days and things like that. Opportunities for us, even when praying the rosary, these five glorious mysteries culminating in Mary uh, and her queenship uh, what a what a powerful and beautiful gift they are to us when we open ourselves to this and we know the graces and the beauty and the gift and the power of God through the gift of the, the, the grace-filled um, queenship that Mary has in our lives. And let's ask Mary to pray for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God. Pray for us sinners, now and in the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.